Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio. I created this show as a way to connect deeper with each of you, to remind you you are not alone, that you were made for the hard shit. As creatives, entrepreneurs, moms, CEOs, we are magic, and each of us has a unique gift and purpose to share. I hope you feel encouragement, support, connections, and real, raw, authentic moments as you tune in. Life is not meant to be perfect, so stop and remind yourself that you can find happiness in the day-to-day while building the life of your dreams. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and if you'd like to get weekly words of encouragement, text me the word FRIDAY to 619-332-3045. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. It's your girl, Jess Bergio, with an amazing guest today that I met through the one and only Sarai Spear. Y'all know who she is, the Platinum Giraffe. She's connected me with so many amazing other high-level women in our industry, and I was like, Sonia, how have I never met you or found you? And then I was like, oh, because you go by the Elevated Stylist, which I'd been hearing about forever. Uh, so, Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. I know. I'm so excited to chat with you because you're creating just straight up magic in our industry, helping so many people, salon owners, independent stylists, like people just in in our industry period who are looking to just up level, but also, you know, maintain and sustain like a thriving, healthy career. None of the shit we were talked about with in beauty school, nobody taught us this kind of stuff. We just kind of threw shit at the wall and, and tried to figure it out. But you're now breaking things down in a way to help people really recognize that they can beat the burnout, they can not fall into overwhelm, and they can also have a supportive community where they can hang out with one another and know that they're not alone. So you're really just like creating some magical shit. Will you tell us a little bit more about like who you are and and why you're, this mission is so important to you? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, I've been in the industry for almost 20 years, which blows my mind if I think about it. And, um, I know. And so I've been a salon owner for the last 10 years. And, um, through this last 10 years, I had an opportunity to really dive into what salon ownership was, how we were showing up. And so after being a salon owner, I realized that I had a bigger mission. And after figuring out all of the nooks and the crannies, made all the mistakes, all the failures, I decided to step into the coach and mentor role. And I'm a huge, huge advocate for wellness. So I teach female salon owners how to become confident leaders. I empower them to communicate effectively, especially using um, compassion and mindfulness, I think is a really huge thing for me. And I'm also deeply passionate about creating systems because I have that you know, inner nerdy analytical mind that loves to make things efficient, simple, that will help us gain time freedom and actually push us into our uh, zone of genius. So that's kind of where I stand today. And that's where I've been led to um, through all of my uh, journey as a salon owner in, the, in this industry. And I think that's where we're kind of missing. There's a couple of gaps in the industry where we feel like we have some of the pieces, but we don't know how to put them together. And I'm here to help salon owners and stylists put those pieces together. Yeah, because I think a transition from stylist to salon owner happens for a lot of people without a lot of thought behind what it's going to take to show up as that leader. You know, you maybe have led your clients for years and years and, and know the business part of it, but stepping into leadership where you're now responsible for other people's well-being and they're, and they're you know, creating a culture um, from a place of trying to serve other people, not just your clients, it changes the game. And so I think a lot of people aren't really even aware of what changes need to be made. And so having someone like you walk them through all the steps of like, even the what not to do is to, to the what to do. 
Um, but you touched on something that's super important too, which is like the systems and automation of like things that can be sucking the time and life out of you that you easily can put processes in and, and figure out ways to where maybe you don't even need a person, right? You don't need to be paying a person to do those certain things. All of this stuff can be automated now. So that helps ease a lot of shit that goes on. But you and I were talking before we hit record around what we feel like people in the industry need to hear right now, really just creatives. I feel like in general, not just people in the beauty industry um, and it's overwhelm. And, and it's something that like, it's almost like a dirty word where we're like, Oh, Oh, I'm overwhelmed. Oh, are you, are you just working a lot? Like you want to, on some hand, I want to be like, mm, we'll suck it up. That's just what we got to do. But then on the other hand, I'm like, no, I know there's a better way to like avoid falling into what feels like chaos and overwhelm. So I know it's been coming up for you with clients um, so let's talk about that in ways that maybe people can become aware so they know before that happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think overwhelm partially has to do with our habits and our lack of boundaries, I think is the first and foremost thing that I know that, um, especially as salon owners, we feel like we need to do everything and we need to do it yesterday. And we have so many things coming at us. And another thing that leads us to this overwhelm is that we're unorganized. You know, we're just kind of living really in the moment in a kind of a not great way. And we're just like, okay, I'm going to do everything right now. We don't actually take inventory of the things that we need to do. So I think that that's one of the most important things is to get organized in our minds before we, um, you know, say yes to things and see, do I have time for this? Do I have the bandwidth for this? And I think it comes down to boundaries, especially in this time of year where we're getting into the busiest part of our, our season. Uh, December is the last month of the year. We're trying to get as much revenue as we can. We are trying to be as abundant as we can, but we also need to be mindful of our own personal health and our own well-being, especially our mind and our body and our spirit. We can't continue to give our time to people who are not going to value it or if we just don't have the time we also i always i also say just because it's december we also have families we also have things that we want to do just like everybody else so we have to be uh we have to kind of take charge of that and be like i'm not going to give up this extra time because i want to spend it with my family and maybe i do want to have the weekend off and that's okay no for sure like that people pleasing tendency comes into play but you said two of my favorite words which were habits and boundaries and you know that's why it's always like tough for me to like niche down with this podcast, talking to the beauty industry, because I know what we talk about can help literally everybody. Um, I had somebody say to me once, I tried to listen to your podcast, but it's all about like the beauty industry stuff. I'm like, if you take the words out of what we always say, we're, we're all humans. We're people that are doing service industry jobs. And this, this stuff applies to everybody. And it's in your boundary, you know, setting and your habits that create the life that you have. It can create the over, overwhelm or it can create the ease and flow that you want to have in your life. So talk to us about boundaries. I know everybody, it's different. I know habits are different for everybody. We all have a different bandwidth of energy we can put out, things we can take. You might have a family, you might not. Um, so everybody can put, kind of play at a different level. Do you find that when people start to compare one another's like, where they're at to somebody else's like point, like that's where we kind of get lost in the things we think we're supposed to be doing versus what is it that you really want to be doing? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great point. What is it that you really want to be doing? And I talk about this all the time. I'm like, what is your objective? What are you here to do? What is it that you want to achieve? And that could be different for everybody. And I think that's, I think first and foremost, we need to get clear. And I think clarity is one of the things that seem like this mystical thing. You know, we feel like we need, I need to get really clear and we need to escape the noise to get clear. But 
You really do. You need to escape the noise to get really clear and be very uh, transparent with yourself about what your objectives are about what you're doing, because that's going to be a really great, clear indication of how much energy you have, how much bandwidth you have. And can you say yes or no? I think we need to really adopt this word of no as a really positive thing to be like, no, if I say yes to you, I'm saying no to myself. Right. Yeah. No, and I think people don't don't look at it always that way, and it becomes a thing where they're like, "I hate to, I hate to say no to people. I hate feeling like I'm disappointing people." But at the end of the day, if you don't put yourself first and you don't take into account what your needs are to to maintain that level of mental health, for me, it's like working out in the morning. I know my partner would love for me to sleep in and cuddle and have a slow morning, and I'm like, if I don't get this done first thing in the morning, it will affect my entire day. So that's saying no to him, but yes to me. So it's like there's that balance of give and take in everything, and especially if you're managing a team of people um, or if you've got people looking to you to kind of set the tone for how you run stuff. I think it's really important as a leader to be able to set that example so that they know how to implement it as well with their clients or with whatever they've got going on. And it just creates this culture of everybody understanding that like, we don't operate like that here. I mean, there might be other people that do, but here we don't do that. So when you talk to salon owners and they're voicing things like overwhelm or they're feeling like things are a little bit too much and too heavy this time of the year, like what are some like real, real issues that are coming up that maybe we, people can find themselves in that story that like, they're like, okay, that happens to me too. Like, what do I do about it? Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of the times that we we have too much on our plates and a lot of salon owners are, you know, a lot of them are still probably working behind the chair far too much than they need to. And I think, and I can like, and if you're the type of salon owner that, that absolutely loves doing hair, like all the power to you and you should continue to do hair. But I think that we need to get real with ourselves and be like, I need someone to manage the space. I need someone to do the day to day because there is a lot of things that come up in the salon day to day that you don't, you can't account for in your schedule. And that's the overwhelm. I think the overwhelm comes from things coming at us constantly. We have, whether it's a staff member, if it's a client, if it's um, a bill, if it's your accountant, if it's your social media, if it's emails, all these things are coming at us. And we have no faculty or ability to um, compartmentalize because we don't have a system in place. And I think that's a lot of the times we're not taught systems. We're not taught how to organize ourselves uh, when we when we're in hair school. You know, no. there's people people go to universities to get an MBA to understand how to run a business. We don't have that, we, but we are still required to know how these things work. And so we need to take the time to educate ourselves. We need to take the time to understand what it is our business needs from us. Everyone has a different business, whether you have, um, you know, two stylists or you have 15 stylists, it requires a different type of energy and workload. And the overwhelm comes from the workload. I think a lot of salon owners, they overwhelm themselves with putting too much on their plate and not being able to delegate. And I think that that is the one thing we have trouble with as leaders. We feel like as leaders, I need to do everything, but it's actually, you need to learn how to delegate, use your team, use their strengths and invite them to step up as leaders. Yeah, I agree fully with that. And it's, it's interesting because I find the ones that struggle the most are the ones who won't delegate and who feel like everything needs to be done exactly as they would do it. And it's, it's in the moments where I see people growing and thriving, where they've passed off huge responsibilities to people. And though it may not be done exactly the way they would do it, it's getting done really, really well. And sometimes even you're giving someone else the opportunity to shine and step into something and maybe do it better than you could do it because 
that's all they have to do. And I noticed that salon owners won't create that time for themselves or a lot of entrepreneurs period won't create that almost, I call it like room for magic. Um, if something bad does happen, you're so bogged down, your plate's so full that you, when, when one little thing happens, it like fucks everything up. And often sometimes you're like, well, but I'm, I'm not, my plate's not full. Like I could be doing other things. Well, but saving that gap space for if things happen or to lean more into supporting your team, whatever that looks like, you'll be grateful that you created that time for yourself for when the stuff does happen or for when things you need to step in and take up more, more room. Um, I learned that kind of lesson the hard way through like podcasting and not leaving like magic, magical time and space to talk to my guests afterwards. If, if I get a deeper chance to connect with them, I'm all, I was like, I got to get to the next one. Sorry, I can't talk to you. And it's like missed conversation is like missed opportunity sometimes. So that's just an example for me of like creating that time where I'm not overwhelming my schedule, putting 10 episodes a day like I used to try to do. Now I do two and create time to like really engage with that person. So that's a good example of like, it's not salon, but it's like something of giving your time and not keeping the plate too full. Um, it's the experience. You can give a better experience. You can give a better connection. And I think when leaders are more connected to their staff, like you said, whether it's two people or 15, that's when people don't leave. You create loyalty within your team. You create a lot of connection within your team because people see that you care. You're not just in there like, you know, there for yourself. You're there for them. And I think in this day and age, people leave because they don't feel seen and appreciated. And it could be something so small that you didn't have the time to give them, you know? And so I think that's one of those things that as a leader, if you step into that space, like people, people need to feel appreciated. I think that's the number one reason why people leave spaces. It's they usually don't quit the job. They quit the owner. They quit the energy in which they're, they're being subjected to. And it's crazy because over the years, 22 years, I've heard of various reasons of why people quit salons or leave. And it's usually not like, they didn't like the salon anymore. They just didn't like the energy or they didn't like how they were particularly being treated. Um, and it's such a small thing, but you spend so much time in these spaces that like that energy has to be good. So if someone is thinking about moving from stylist to salon owner, what are some things that they can do to kind of like get, get prepared or maybe just double check and see if this is like the route they should go? Because a lot of times we think that's the next step in our career um, okay, I've been doing hair this long. I've been dependent. I should open a salon. That's like the next right step Or people are asking them like, Hey, you should open your own salon. And they maybe feel pressured to do it. What are some things they can do to kind of check in to see if like salon ownership is really for them? I think first and foremost, you have to ask yourself, do I enjoy where I am right now? Mm. Right? Because, you know, as an independent, if you're a thriving independent stylist, you have a lot of freedom in your hands. You know, you may be making a lot of income if you have your shit together. You know, if you have your shit together, you may be making good income. You may be having a lot of flexibility. Um, but then if you are at a point where you're like, you know what, I'm not happy where I am. I feel like I'm working six days a week and I'm kind of capped. I feel like there's a ceiling over my head. And so you have to understand what kind of mindset do you have? Do you have somewhere where you're really content with where you're at? Or do you feel like you want to grow? Do you feel like I want to grow and, and create a brand out of my my vision? And I think that's where it's, it all stems from is if you have a greater vision for where for what you were creating than where you are. Because that was what happened to me was I was at a point where I wasn't independent. I was at a salon that I hated. But that's probably another reason why people leave because they're like, I hate the salon, but I don't want to go into another salon. So I might as well just open my own. And for me, that was what 
what catapulted me to opening my salon, but it was before that I always wanted to create a space where it was just free. That's what I wanted. Freedom and peace. That's what I wanted because that's where I feel like the most creative ideas come from. That's where you can do the best hair. That's where you can be your most self. That was my motivation for opening a salon. I had no idea how to run a team. If anything, I thought that I was more selfish than anybody else. I didn't have the patience for people. It was just more for myself and my business partner. And then it grew into something by accident. So I also, I think that you need to get really clear about, do I want to manage people? Am I excited to be working with more people? Because the dynamic of your life is going to change. You're no longer, it's like, I, I relate salon ownership to becoming a mother or a father. I'm not a parent yet, but I feel like I've been a parent to so many people because you're birthing this new thing called a salon and now you have to fill it with children <laughs> and that's what's going to happen. You're going to be kind of become their mom. And I think that a lot of times we lose that um, leadership uh, mentality because we do become too much like mothers. And so you have to understand, are you ready for that position? Are you ready to um, step into becoming a mentor? Because that's what you really are. When you're a salon owner, you're a mentor to all these other people. They look up to you. You have to be the best. You have to be able to communicate to people. You have to be available you have to be patient. And so if you don't have those skills in you, that doesn't mean you never will, but that means that you might have some work to do and that's okay. You just have to become aware of it. Totally. And I think, you know, keeping it transparent with your staff too, as you're growing into that space too, and letting them know like, Hey, I'm here for feedback and I, I want to communicate with you and learn what your needs are and like, how can I best lead you? Um, but keeping it in a, in an owner you know, stylist relationship versus like a mama bear or a friendship, because that's when, you know, it can get a little bit sticky and you want to give people everything. Like you want to give your children everything. So there comes a point where those boundaries and the habits and all that things have to be taken into account. And that is a, a business. Um, and I find a lot of that gets, you know, with our clients too, right. We have such deep connections with our clients that we sometimes slip on the boundaries and we sometimes slip on the you know, the processes were like, Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get you in Susan. I love, I'm so sorry to you forgot to book your appointment or somebody wants to cancel or, you know, we, we do that because it is that emotional connection we have with those clients. So I feel like when you're in that mama bear role, you're right. You know, you, you want, you want to, you want to give them everything. So I, your story into salon ownership is so relevant to so many people. And I know a lot of people that I've coached over the last couple of years, that's what the case has been. Things were changing in their environment. A couple of people got together, went on and opened their own place. So um, that's happening more and more. And that's why I think, you know, your, your community is, is growing the way it is because so many more people are independent now too. So tell us about the elevated stylist um, community that you're create that you've created. And, and I know you just did an in-person retreat. So I want to hear about all of that. Cause I know it was epic. Yeah. Oh my God. Elevated stylist was burst like literally from the depths of our heart because um, you know, I think that in our industry, we lack a lot of uh, compassion and mindfulness for ourselves and for our colleagues. You know, we have all that available energy for our guests and our clients, but we don't have it for ourselves and the people that we work with. And so, Elevated Stylist was was kind of came to us at a point where we felt that burnout was a really big thing in our industry, which it's, it still is in a different degree. It's kind of shifts and, and sways and comes in seasons. But essentially what Elevated Stylist, what we do is we bring together elevated education. We bring to you elevated coaching. We bring to you an elevated experience, um, an opportunity for you to dive deep and, and explore who you are beyond hair, because I think we all can identify too much with being a hairdresser or a salon owner. And we just take that as our identity, but we are more than that. 
we are bringing so much more of ourselves to behind the chair and to in, in the salon that I think that is an opportunity for us to discover. And that can become our superpower that's going to help us push through in this industry because we don't just end up as beauty professionals just because. There's obviously something in our souls that, that I was like, I really love this industry. I'm really into, you know, helping people and having a creative um, outlet. And so we, we basically blend the best of hair education along with the best of a yoga retreat and a, a like self-development retreat. So we have workshops, we have um, community gatherings, we have fun activities, and then we also have the elevated education. So we bring on some of the of the industry's best educators to come and teach you what they know. And so you're all not going to only leave with, um, a motivated spirit, but you're going to actually leave with a toolbox full of tools that you can take and use behind your chair and use in your salon. And so that's what kind of our, our premise of the elevated stylus is. And just this year, actually last, just a couple of weeks ago, we launched a membership because after being together, for the retreat, you feel like, okay, you're there, and then you lose touch with people. So the membership kind of came from um, a place of wanting to gather the community together more often. So uh, we just launched our membership just two weeks ago, and we're so excited to have the people a part of it. And that's just more deeper learning. That's exciting. Yeah. And the community is the part where, you know, as if anyone's listening or watching, like, growing a community is one thing, but getting that community to engage and support one another is a whole nother, you know, gamut of like growing that business. And and I love that you created this membership because so often we go to these retreats or we have this like aha class we went to, and then we go home and we don't have any support. We don't have people to talk to about what we just learned or the things we've got going on. And so to be able to be in community and share with each other in that membership, like that's going to be life-changing for so many people to be able to continue the conversations and like see what everyone else is working through and on um, and just hold that space for them. That's so special. How cool is that? Um, I love everything that you shared. You guys, if you haven't checked out Elevated Stylist, you need to do that. She's on Instagram, elevated underscore stylist, and you can learn more about all of the things that they offer over there and get the education, but get the support and, and into the wellness space is what you're speaking to my love language because we can teach you all the strategy all day long, but until you start taking care of yourself personally and creating those boundaries and habits and really figuring out what does success mean to you, you know, all of the blueprints can be written, but it might, it's not, you know, it'll lead you to the path of what you think is success, but you might get there and think, well, shit, who am I? And what am I doing here? You know, um, I think you and I've learned too, like it's, it's making money's one thing, but being in integrity with how and what you're doing and like how you're supporting yourself is, is a whole nother ball game. And it, it, it leads you to being able to know whether you need to say yes to taking more clients or you're, you have the ability to say no and maybe create space for something else. So how did you get into this over the years? This more, was this always something inside of you, this wellness, yoga, mindfulness stuff, or did this come from a place where you needed to like make a change and then you found certain things that helped you step into this version? I think it's a little bit of both. Like I think like internally for such a long time, I didn't live a really healthy lifestyle in my twenties. I don't know who, who does, but um, it, it was in my twenties where I got really, really curious about what wellness was, what mindfulness was, what spirituality was. Spirituality is what something is what led me to mindfulness. And I kind of like left that and, and went into the very um, masculine energy of doer and creator and take action type of person when I opened my salon uh, with my partner, Jody, And we both just like 
balls to the walls, worked six days a week and just continued to like grind and hustle. And cause that was the only thing that we knew. And then I got to a point where I actually experienced like clinical burnout. Like I was almost, I was probably borderline hospitalized because I was so overwhelmed. I had just depleted my energy 100%. And so I, I knew that that was a point where I needed to make a change. I needed to get back to self. I needed to get back to who I really was. And so I started to study mindfulness. I started to um, take on meditation and I had been meditating here and there, yoga retreats, but it wasn't a practice that I had. And so um, the mindfulness really led me into the meditation practice. And then it led me into journaling and then it led me into more retreats. So it's like, um, I call mindfulness the gateway, <laughs> the gateway to your wellness, because then you can explore from there. Mindfulness is a non, you know, um, spiritual practice. It's, it's just about being present and being aware of who you are, your surroundings, your emotions, um, and your energies. And so that allows you to connect to yourself and, and everything around you. I think we lose over time. We lose this connection to self and, uh, we're so externally focused and especially as hairstylists and salon owners, everything is outside of you, yeah. right? Your hair is outside of you. Your team is outside of you. Everything is like on the outside so that but everything that you feel that's like not making you feel well is on the inside. You know, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling burnt out. So you lose this dialogue with your inner world where I think mindfulness gives you an opportunity to reconnect and reestablish and, and do some self-investigation. So that was really the basis of where it started. And then it just kind of just opened up to a whole different world for me where I started to explore new things. And that's, I think mindfulness, like I said, I think is the gateway to your wellness. I love that. I wrote that down. Um, I, I could not agree more. Uh, I, I feel like if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're like, listen, that sounds great, but I'm still in the doing. I'm, I get my worth from proving myself to be, you know, the best at all the things that I'm doing. And I work the most in my salon or I make the most amount of money and, you know, yeah, yeah. I might be feeling a bit overwhelmed or anxious, but that's just not, that's just who I am. That's just normal for me. Um, how can someone start to a, become aware that they need to work on their mindfulness and and where does one start if this isn't something they practice at all they 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 hear it they've listened to the podcast maybe a few times they've heard me talk about certain things they're now just discovering you maybe they know who you are but they're like okay i actually think i'm at that point too where there might be some serious shit going on that i need to like step back and and pay attention to where can somebody start if they're just at home is it becoming a member of your membership can they have access to ways that they can lean into learning more about mindfulness or what would you give someone as a suggestion? Do you have favorite books? Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things that there's so many different avenues. I think the first thing to do is, is, um, self-discovery I think is the most, most important thing. I know that if you're probably in a point where you're like, I don't know if I need mindfulness, chances are you probably do because you're at that point. You're like, I don't know. I'm already like, I'm busy. I'm doing all these things. And I'm so like, you know, I'm in a great place, but if you are ever feeling like there's something that's inside of you, I always say your body never lies. Your mind can play tricks on you all day. It can tell you whether you are good at something, whether you suck at something, whether you need to spend more money, whether you're worth this, where you're worth that, because the inner language of the mind is controlled. It is a computer. So if you're feeling like, hey, this is not matching with this, then that's when you know that mindfulness can, can definitely bring you uh, back to the present moment, because a lot of the times our, our mind is just pushing us into future, into the future. 
and we're always thinking about the future. So if you're, if you're having a lot of mind chatter, that's where you should check in with yourself. If there's a lot of mind chatter, like I'll be honest with you guys, the last maybe like two weeks, I've been really, really, really busy. I have a lot on my plate and I'm in the shower. I can just listen to the conversations that are happening here and they're the same conversations. And that is a very clear indication that I need to be a little bit more mindful. I need to practice a little bit more um, of my, my, my meditations that I do. Cause I've been kind of being a little bit slack in them because I've been doing it for years. I'm like, yeah, I got this. No worries. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I feel that. Yeah. I think that, you know, part of our membership we're just starting right now is we're going to be sharing a lot more of this mindfulness stuff. I think that mindfulness is something that people stray away from because they think it's something that it's not right. And it's not complicated. And like my, the mindfulness experts say mindfulness is simple, but it's not easy. And it is a practice. It is something that you have to show up for every day. Um, there's informal mindfulness and then there's formal mindfulness. And so informal mindfulness is really about connecting to your breath. It's about um, seeing what's in your senses. So anything that you can touch, smell, hear, and that's just informal. That's something that you can bring back, bring yourself back to the present moment. And mindfulness and formal mindfulness is where you actually sit in practice, where you're actually feeling your body. There's body scan meditations that you can look up on um, YouTube. We actually have a, um, a meditation bundle on Elevated Stylist that has three different mindfulness um, meditations. And if you are a member, you get access to all of the stuff for free forever. Um, or you can just purchase it on our website directly for, I don't know, five bucks or something, and you can keep it for whichever one suits you best. Um, you can, you can start to practice those. So part of our membership, we're going to really be, uh, bringing a little bit more mindfulness into, um, into the industry and really helping people understand what it is, because I think it's, it, we think it's complicated, but it's not. Seriously. I know we'd love to overcomplicate stuff as a way to avoid doing the work. Cause we think it's going to be so much more work than it is. I talk about that all the time when people are like, how do you do all the things like the podcast and then this and that? I'm like, just start, just do it. It's actually not as hard as you think it is. You know, yeah. most, most take of action. Time, we may, take action, take messy action and, and, and figure yourself out along as, as you go. And that's the thing, like every stage in your life is going to require a different mindful version of yourself. And so giving yourself grace to check in, like what conversation is going on in my head, in my shower? Like who, who's, who's talking in there and, and just recognizing that. And also you made a good mention of like, you know, you've done meditations for a while and you kind of slacked off of it, but that's like your go-to. That's how you support yourself. I do that sometimes too, where I'm like, why am I so off right now? Why am I feeling frustrated or, you know, and, and, and then I'm like, Oh, you're not doing your shit. Bitch. Go do your shit. Go do the things you know that work. Don't make it complicated. I don't have to change my routine. Like I figured out how I need to support myself. Now I just have to do it. Um, so I love so you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know, no. like you don't. Okay. So simple, easy, mindful, techniques, tools, all of the support you could, you could ever want. You guys go follow Elevated Stylist, check out when her next retreat is going to come up um, and go get the, go get the support that you know you need in order to live your best freaking life and be the Elevated Stylist or salon owner that you're striving to be. And remember, you don't have to figure it out on your own. There are people like Sonia who live to support you in this growth process to help you figure out an easier way to put either systems or processes into your life to make your life easier, but also just stay in community with people who want to have these conversations because it's 
talking about them, having podcast episodes like that, that just keep it relevant so that you don't all of a sudden wake up in that state of overwhelm or anxiousness because you're staying aware, you're staying cognizant of like what's going on in your life, what you're saying yes and no to. Um, and that's one of the selfish reasons why I do this podcast to always remind myself, stay around high level people who are doing good work in this world because that's who I want to be. So this is just your friendly reminder that we don't have to make it as hard as as we want to make it. It can't yeah. be easy. We and there's tons it. of resources. There's tons of resources out there. I mean, the first thing I did was Google it. I was like, what is mindfulness? Like, you know, we have so much um, available information at our fingertips. You know, the first thing I did a long time ago was like, why am I feeling anxious? Where, what is this feeling in the pit of my stomach? You know, and like, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be uh, like rocket science. There's so much resources out there. We just have to take action. That's what it is. It's like, you have to take the first step. Yeah. And it's cool to admit that you don't know everything and ask for help. I think in this day and age, I think we've kind of gotten past that, but I also still think people don't want to admit when they need help. For me, it wasn't about not wanting to admit I needed help. I just sometimes couldn't figure out what exactly I needed help with. I had these feelings and these thoughts, but I was like, I know I should be asking for help, but I don't know exactly which area I need help with. So becoming mindful helps you quiet that and figure out exactly where you need help so that you can go find it. Um, if, whether it's through Google University or whether it's through amazing communities like the Elevated Stylist community, um, the resources are there. You're right. There's no, no excuse to be able to make yourself feel like shit. Um, so don't let the end of the year sneak up on you without putting some things in place now so that you can roll into next year, um, fully, fully supported. Sonia, thank you for hanging out with us today on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I always love talking about mindfulness and uh, wellness. I could talk for about it forever. I know. Right. And, and that's the thing. I think I remember um, Oprah did an interview with, I think it was Deepak Chopra and they were talking about like being mindful all the time or whatever. And she's like, okay, but yeah, what, what happens when someone cuts you off on the road? Don't you get upset? And he's like, sure. But then I put myself back in that mindful state and it was like a meditation state. He was saying he's always in. He's like, I get taken out of it all the time, but it's like, I'm aware to put myself back in that state. So I'm not sitting in overwhelm or stress or anxiousness. And I was like, oh yeah, duh. Just get back to, you know, what works. Like we were just talking about. All right, you guys, all of this information will be linked in the show notes. So no excuses, go get the help, hang out with your peeps. Um, and I hope the rest of this holiday season is amazing for you, Sonia. It was so good to connect with you. I look forward to connecting again soon in the future, maybe even hanging out at one of your retreats um, oh, and, and possibly coming into your community of other amazing stylists. Sending you guys so much love. If you love this episode, tag us on social media and tell us what your aha moments were. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically.